Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There will now be a vote of confidence in my leadership of the Conservative Party. I will contest that vote with everything I've got. If she wins, then there is a 12-month period in which no further votes could be held. If she were to lose the vote, she would cease to be leader of the Conservative Party. To change the leader at this point risks undermining our capacity to deliver on the democratic mandate. Her behaviour today is just contemptuous of this parliament and of this process. I think she's going to win, uh, but I don't know by how much. Yes, it's been another one of those extraordinary days in Westminster, the most extraordinary since the last time we did an emergency podcast. I'm Matt Jolly. This is the Times Red Box podcast in Westminster. MPs were given just 12 hours to decide whether or not to back her as she faced the prospect of being removed from number 10. Uh, The result uh, of the ballot uh, held this evening is that the Parliamentary Party does have confidence. So there we are, that's the result. 200 MPs out of 317 backing the Prime Minister, but 117 voting against. Earlier in the day, people were saying that 80 was about the threshold that the critics of the Prime Minister would need to show that they were still in business. Her allies are saying it's more than enough. Frankly, if we can leave the EU on 52%, she can stay as Prime Minister on 66%. In this special episode, I've been speaking to Times political staff about what it all means, plus Tory MPs and Nigel Dodds, the leader of the DUP in Westminster, about what this means. And frankly, does it make any difference to trying to unpick the impossible puzzle that still is Brexit? So very quickly, Sam Coates, you were in the room. Were you clapping along at the news that the vote of confidence has been carried? All is well. Tomorrow, Theresa May fights another day. 117 Conservative MPs voted against Theresa May. That's at the upper end of what she could survive. It's in many ways an awkward result for us journalists to interpret because it means that over a third of the Conservative Party want to get rid of her. It's a horribly high number, but probably not enough so that she feels she needs to resign now or is forced to under the mechanisms. So what does that mean? Where do we go from here? I see two immediate current and present dangers. First of all, from the Brexiteers. Those Brexiteers believe that she should go. They will continue to believe that she should go. What happens if Labour puts down a motion saying she should go? Do they back it because that's what they believe? Do they not back it because they aren't sure? Could that end up toppling the government? We wait and see. There's also going to be a push from cabinet remainers to try and get to a softer Brexit. 
Now that we've gone through that process today, they can't pull the trigger on a no-confidence vote for another year. That ought to give Theresa May a bit more political space. That could allow her to reach out a bit more across the aisle for a softer Brexit. But knowing that 117 people want you gone doesn't necessarily and automatically make that any easier. It is an awkward result to interpret. An awkward result to interpret? That seems like that's been politics the last two and a half years. Um, Yes, that's why we're played the big bucks. So now joined by Esther Webber, Red Box reporter and parliamentary expert and all-round number cruncher. Esther, we'd spent the day sort of trying to tally up the number of MPs who were going to vote for and against Theresa May before the vote happened. It was 182 we'd publicly declared, so there were what, 18 who were keeping quiet about it. Interestingly, only 35 said that they were going to vote against her, but it ended up being 117. That is more than number 10 were hoping for. Yeah, that shows, I guess, if it's not shy Tories, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's shy Brexiteers. So clearly, even though an uncomfortably high number voted against Theresa May, um, not that many people were willing to come out and say it. And that does kind of leave her in quite an uncertain position because... The results remain secret. We won't know who those people are. Therefore, it's hard to know how she can bring them on time. She can't offer them a job or a knighthood or something like that. The other interesting thing that people have been talking about in the run-up to the vote is how this is the sort of first Tory leadership challenge election, whatever you want to call it, of the digital age. Back when there were challenges against, you know, uh, whether it was Margaret Thatcher, obviously the John Major versus John Webber, Back in those days, you didn't have this sort of running tone. There wasn't the expectation that cabinet ministers immediately tweet support for the leader. The, the fact that we were, we've were we spent today trawling through the, the dark recesses of Tory MP Twittersville, going, is that really a real person? Um, and try to see whether or not they tweeted support for um, the prime minister. But as a result, the sort of... The interesting thing is that MPs went into it thinking they knew what the result was looking like. And so maybe if it looked like the Prime Minister was going to win by a large margin, some people would have thought, well, I don't want that. I'll give her a bloody no. She's going to win anyway, so I can afford to vote against it. In fact, a bit like the general election last year. Yeah, they could make those kind of calculations. And as you said, we saw from early this morning quite a coordinated social media effort. Basically, MPs were told to tweet their support if they did support the Prime Minister. Therefore, some of the other MPs who hadn't tweeted support looked quite conspicuous, tweeting pictures of cats and carol services and that kind of thing. And, yeah, as you say, the calculations were different because you had a reasonable amount of certainty. Also, they thought about Theresa May winning the vote. Of course, that could have gone the other way. Sometimes people take those things too far and uh, it could have completely swung into her losing. But for now, she clings on. Obviously, Esther, thank you very much. So heading down now to Central Lobby. You've seen it on the TV when MPs are being interviewed. It's a hexagonal room uh, in the right smack bang in the centre of Parliament. It's between the House of Commons and the House of Lords, and it's where MPs tend to congregate after big parliamentary events like this, if for no other reason than they want to be interviewed by their favourite political podcast. Alex Shelbrook, Tory MP. First of all, how did you vote in the vote of Commons tonight? 
absolutely. We've always been behind Theresa May. I backed her um, from day one when the leadership contest originally opened up when David Cameron resigned. She's never let me down. She's got my unwavering support and I'm absolutely delighted with this result tonight. Now, how has she never let you down? Because over the past two and a bit years, it's not been completely plain sailing. Have you, has there never been a point when you've thought, actually, maybe she isn't that good at this job? No, never, because I'll tell you what I look for in a leader. I look for somebody who is going to stay calm, somebody who leads, somebody who looks across the whole holistic view and tries to plot a path which will get what's best for the country. And yes, Theresa May has her critics, and um, those critics called for a confidence vote. That confidence vote has been roundly won. She's taken more votes in this than she took when she originally became leader. We move forward now, and um, as I say, the Prime Minister, in my view, um, has always been somebody who delivers what she set out to deliver. And Jacob Rees-Morgan is gang of European research group hardline Brexiteers, have they been made to look stupid by all of this? They thought they'd got the numbers and it just turned out they didn't? At the end of the day, we are the Conservative Party. They are all colleagues of mine. We've had a vote because there were people who were unhappy. I was a Remainer who entirely respects the decision of the referendum. That's what everybody has to do when they get a result. And I am absolutely sure that the vast majority of those people in the ERG, etc., will accept this result and will get behind the Prime <laughs> Minister. Because, quite frankly, if they don't, then they put at risk the very thing that they want to achieve. Uh, we're heading into Christmas. None of this really resolves the big problem. The Prime Minister has got a deal, albeit up against you know lots of difficult circumstances. She's got a deal which is not going to get through Parliament, but nor will anything else. How do you see this end up being resolved? The clock is ticking down to March 29th. What is the Brexit that we end up with? Yeah, I mean, look, the Prime Minister addressed this in the 1922 Committee at five o'clock this afternoon, and she said that she was in Europe, she is making those negotiations. Um, actually, she is making progress because they have heard how strong the voice has been in our own Parliament after 24 hours of floor debate. And she made it absolutely clear, and she said, that I want to be able to get the changes needed, legally enforceable, that the DUP and others will be able to support. And she wants to get it done by the 21st of January. That's what she said. Last question. She says that with a heavy heart, she realises she won't lead the party into the next election. Who do you want to lead the party into the next election? I still want it to be Theresa May. On the other side of the argument in this vote of no confidence, I'm now joined by Peter Bone. What, what do you make of the result? Prime Minister's obviously in very serious trouble now. Over a third of the party voted against her. I think something like 37% voted against her. Considering that half the party's payroll, otherwise got gets jobs as a result of the Prime Minister being there. It's an extraordinary result. Isn't the flip side that, you know, we're, we're respecting the 52%. Surely you should respect the, oh. the 66%. Well, there is one slight difference. When Theresa May came to the 1922 committee, immediately after the 2017 disastrous general election result, she said she would only lead the parliamentary party if she had their support. Now, when 37% vote against you, you haven't got their support. So she must honour, I hope, what she said. I hope she'll have a good night's sleep, wake up in the morning and realise that in the interest of the party, but more importantly, in the interest of the country, she'll resign. And if the Tory party said, right, OK, let's all just ask Peter Bowen what we should do. Who should be party leader? Who would be your choice? Well, I, I don't mind who the party leader is as long as they can unify the party. No, but isn't that, isn't that the problem? That It's a bit like the whole problem with Brexit. Unless you have a plan for an alternative, that's why you've not won this I, vote. I, Who's, I, I, who should be the leader instead? Oh, I, I, there are lots of candidates who would unify the party. But the point is we're not at that stage until the Prime Minister decides that it's in the interest of the country to step down. This is just going to carry on. I mean... It's nobody before tonight's vote thought there was any chance of 117 people voting against. I heard the top estimate of being about 80. That is an extraordinary vote. And whichever way you look at it, if she honours her 
promise of 2017, she will resign. And, and clearly we cannot go along with a party that nearly 40% don't want her as leader. And how does all this end up? The clock is still ticking down to March 29th. Is it the Prime Minister's deal? Is it no deal? Is it no Brexit? What, what do you think is now most likely? Well, one of the problems is that's why she had such a poor result tonight, because nobody knows what the policy is at the moment. I, I just think you need to have a new leader who would have uh, the support of the whole of the parliamentary party. That's the key thing. Otherwise, we're going to carry on with this division until whenever. And if people listening to this think, for goodness sake, just sort it out. I'm sick to death of hearing about Brexit. Why can't you sort it out? Parliament needs to get its act together and agree on something. What do you say to those people? Well, I, I would agree with them. I mean, the point was, in 2016, we had a referendum to decide. We delegated the British people the result. We didn't, we didn't delegate it to Parliament. We said to the British people, you decide whether we're in or out. They said out. But more than two years later, we're still nowhere near coming out. I mean, they are absolutely right. I'd say the government has made a complete mess of this. I'm now joined by Helen Waitley, Vice Chair of the Toy Party for Women. Helen, what do you make of all this? It's not been a great night for anyone, really, is it? The rebels thought that they were going to oust the Prime Minister. That's not worked. The loyalists thought that she was going to demolish the ERG and Jacob Rees-Mogg's lot. That hasn't really worked either. So I think overall it would have been better if she had spent the day in Dublin as she'd planned, negotiating for an improvement to the backstop. That's what she really should be spending her time doing. It's an enormous frustration that instead she's had to spend the day here for a leadership challenge. But the fact is that she's won that and can move on and now get back to the job in hand. And the job in hand, how does that play out? Because this vote doesn't change the maths, possibly makes it a little bit worse in terms of getting her deal through, all the noises from both Brussels but also European capitals they are not going to budge what is it that she can do to unlock this apparently impossible situation well obviously Brussels was going to pose a challenge they are not going to just roll over and say yes fine have whatever you want so there's some way to go but um, it's absolutely right that she should be pushing and there's a bit of brinkmanship involved here so I look forward to her coming back in the new year having managed to move um, the terms with Brussels and I mean, as she made clear in the 1922 meeting she knows that she has to get the backstop to work and clearly needs to make sure she gets the support of the DUP. She also said at the 1922 she accepts, the spot, although she'd like to, she accepts that she can't lead the party into the next election. Do you think that was the right decision? The Prime Minister is somebody who is very frank and straight. She says it as it is. She's no, never been a great spinner. Um, some people... Well, evidently, as we've seen over the past couple of years. Well, yeah, some people quit. But actually, if you ever think back, that was one of the things that people really liked about her. It seems a real strength. And, and I know, know my constituents will say something they really like about her is, is that she's, she's not a little wordsmith. And she says it as it is. So it's just very in her nature to recognise... Um, that people feel they should, there should be a fresh leader for the, the future general election and to, to say, yep, I hear that. And so she says she's not going to lead the party in the next, next election. Who would you like to lead the party in the next election? I, as you well know, I'm clearly not going to give you an answer to that highly speculative question. It's always worth asking though. Helen, thank you very much. <laughs> Nigel Dodds, leader of the DUP in Westminster. If you were a Tory MP tonight, how would you have voted? Uh, I'm not a Tory MP, so I don't have a vote and I don't uh, want to express opinion on that. Are you pleased with the result? Look, the result is what it is. It doesn't come as any great surprise. It doesn't really change anything in terms of the attitudes on the withdrawal agreement. So really, I don't think it has had any real material change. I think, you know, 117 votes against is a pretty substantial vote against. And therefore, I don't think, 
much has changed in terms of parliamentary arithmetic. So if tonight Theresa May, well have done, but if tonight Theresa May phoned you up and said, look, Nigel, we've got to sort this out. Come in, let's sit down, let's have a cup of tea. She's notoriously good with people over a cup of tea. Um, what would you be saying to her that she needs to do to sort, sort all this out in the new year? Well, what she needs to do is to go back to Europe. And I mean, she says she's going to do this, but let, let's see what happens to get changes, not just political declarations uh, and, 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 and clarifications and reassurances. She, she needs to get the changes to the legal text, which then don't bind us into indefinite arrangements under this so-called Irish backstop, which is really a default position, which we will all slip into if, if there's no way to come to the trade negotiations. But what about the fact she's been around to now two or three European capitals, she's going to go to more, they're all saying the same thing, we're not reopening it. If we do reopen it, we want the fish and the, you know, the farmers and all, you know, all that sort of stuff. What can she really, within the bounds of possibility, what, what is the thing that she could do that would mean that you would say to your fellow DUP MPs, we can back this? Is there anything, or realistically, is it, has it gone too far? We are, we are in the position that a lot of her Tory colleagues are in and people in other uh, areas of the House, which is that the backstop, the backstop, the backstop is the problem, and that has got to be addressed. Uh, you know, it's, it's unnecessary in terms of what it's designed to deliver. In other words, no hard border in the island of Ireland, because that can be delivered through legally binding commitments that it will not happen. But the level of detail that has now been enshrined in the treaty means that effectively this is what will be happening unless we get some miracle that the EU will agree to a better arrangement for us, which they won't, um, within a very short space of time. So that has got to go. And finally, people keep saying, uh, whatever Theresa May does, you're, the DUP would not trigger a general election, back uh, the opposition of vote no confidence because you would not want to do something that put Jeremy Corbyn in number 10. Is that true? Well, look, we're, we're not going to be supporting any no confidence motion when there are no grounds to, to do that. You know, the Prime Minister now has pulled the vote. It will only be of any use if she comes back with substantive changes, real changes, not just political declarations and reassurances and all the rest, clarifications. I think she's indicating that she gets that. She's indicated in terms tonight in her statement outside number 10 that there has to be legal as well as political changes. So, look, you know, what would be the logic of us going in to support a no-confidence motion at the present time? There is none. And, you know, we, we want to see a deal worked out. We're not for no deal. But at the end of the day, we need a deal that we can support. We're in the position that Theresa May used to say that a bad deal is worse than a no deal. Uh, and that's the sort of negotiation mindset that she really needs to get into. The question is, will anyone in Europe really believe that on her part? And does Prime Minister Jeremy Corbyn, is that, is that the sort of thing that gives you nightmares? A number of things give me nightmares, but a lot of things give me hope as well. And uh, you know, let's, see what, let's see what happens. What a lovely politician's answer. Thanks very much, Nigel Dawson. Okay. I'm turning the clock back to when I covered the West Country. I'm joined by two terrific West Country MPs. I'm joined by Sarah Newton, MP for Troy and Falmouth and Minister for Work at the DWP, and Rebecca Powell, MP for Taunton Dean, where I was born and bred. Lovely to see you both. Great to see you, man. Both, both Theresa May loyalists, I think it's fair to say. Let's not uh, beat about the bush. She should have done better than this, though, should she? No, two-thirds is absolutely a great result. This is more people supporting her than in 2016. Rebecca? I would say it's a really 
solid results. And really solid is not that good. Inevitably, you know that there were going to be some people who were going to register their discontent. So that was expected. And as you know, Matt, you've covered so many elections. People thought she was going to win. They were quite right to think that because she does command the respect not only of our party, but Parliament. So people could afford to then say, OK, I want to send a message. And the Prime Minister herself says she knows she's got more work to do, particularly on the backstop. And I think, you know, she'll be back in Europe tomorrow. She'll be meeting with all those leaders really seeking those assurances to make sure that those concerns that people have in the DUP and in our own party will be addressed, should be able to bring back um, a new agreement to Parliament so we can get behind it and get on with Brexit. That's what people want us to do. Now, it wasn't that long ago that Theresa May had some quite good jokes at Jeremy Corbyn's expense when over 100 Labour MPs voted they had no confidence in him. They quit the front bench and he, he lost the confidence vote. This does ultimately undermine her, doesn't it? She, she's trying to get through a really big, difficult policy through a hung parliament and 117 of her own MPs don't have confidence in her as Prime Minister. You know, you've really highlighted the challenge that she's up against extremely <laughs> well there. And the one thing everybody knows about Theresa May is she will always put the national interest first. Hang on, that's not, now, the thing that I've picked up in the past couple of days is people did believe that until Monday when she pulled the vote. That looked like it was more about preserving Theresa May in number 10 than it did about the national interest. I think that uh, she's been absolutely unrelenting in her unstinting work and the thing that's really come out to me, I, I, I kind of knew it already, but it's never about Theresa, it's only ever about the good of the country that comes through and through. Absolutely and right. what's been really interesting is today, my inbox has been, and my phone, full of comments, particularly emails, from people who say, look, I've never ever contacted my MP in Taunton Dean, uh, which wasn't always Conservative, and I've been driven to do it today because I want you to support the Prime Minister, because she's done such determined work, and we want you to get behind her. And those people are cross-party. Let's not forget, in Parliament, the two main parties, at the last general election only a year ago, all said we would deliver Brexit. It's really our duty across yeah. the parties in this parliament to do that and she's the woman to get that deal and get us over the line. Now both of you are, are honest straight talking politicians you don't beat about the bush. Theresa May said at the 1922 tonight she's not going to lead the party into the next election. Who would you like to have lead the party into the next election? We don't Sarah? even know who's going to be the candidate. If you could choose if you were in charge. I don't do hypotheticals let's see who <laughs> comes forward. Okay right last question what would you do if Boris Johnson or Jacob Rees-Mogg were the party leader? Personally, I won't be supporting either of them. There'll be a long silence coming from here. So, Rebecca, thank you very much. My thanks to all of our guests. And for me, Matt Jolly, it's goodbye. This has been a long and challenging day, but at the end of it, I'm pleased to have received the backing of my colleagues in tonight's ballot. Whilst I'm grateful for that support, a significant number of colleagues did cast a vote against me and I've listened to what they said. Following this ba ballot, we now need to get on with the job of delivering Brexit for the British people and building a better future for this country. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.